Welcome to the second season of I Race, Inspiring Recovery Actively Through Commitment to Exercise. I'm your hostess, Candy Kane. I am a disabled veteran. I broke my neck, was paralyzed on the right side, and was told I would never walk again. I am now a marathoner, and I share my journey and the journey of others in hopes to inspire and to help others through recovery. And we are talking about recovery from an illness, an injury, loss of a loss of loss of a loved one, a divorce, anything of that nature. Today we're going to talk about the past. And in talking about the past, we're going to do a year in review. And then I'm going to talk to a few special guests. So let's get started. Welcome to I race you are tuned into I Race Podcast. The podcast with your hostess, Candy Kane. Welcome to I Race. You are tuned into I Race. So as I'm moving forward, I have to take a look at my rear view mirror which is pretty interesting. So right now, because I'm a runner, everybody's doing their year-end review of everything that they accomplished in 2019. Well, in 2019, I completed two marathons. I hand-cycled six marathons for a total of eight marathons. I ran five 5Ks, one 21-miler. I completed two 10-milers. I hand-cycled one and ran the other. I ran one five-miler, and I completed a 12K where I push-rimmed 25 half-marathons. I hand-cycled two. I ran in a racing wheelchair. I completed 14 states this year for a grand total of 44 races. The funny thing about that is I, of course, looked back into the past, into my past stats, and... 2018 was the year that I completed all of the triathlon, the most triathlons and my first duathlons. But 2016 was the year I completed 24 halves. Yeah, that was pretty wild. But I did some interesting things this year. I went to wheelchair games. I got a couple gold medals and a silver. I shot an air gun for the first time. Joined my local chapter of the Paralyzed Veterans of America. I received the Athlete of the Year Award from the Achilles International. I didn't receive that award because I was fast. Just so you know, I'm a backer of the Packer and proud of it. I'd like to welcome LaShawn and Brian to the show. Clap it up. <laughs> what you say? I say clap it up, clap it up. <laughs> Ridiculous, ridiculous. You ain't right. Mm. Although my accident happened in December of 1999, I am not healed. My bones are healed, but I am not healed, although I thought that I was. I am very much broken, and he brought that to my attention. Thank you, Brian. So with the new year starting and 2019 coming in, we're starting a brand new decade and people often are like, oh, it's the beginning of the year. It's new me, new everything. 
and I need to shed the old me and become a new person. So if they are to do that, that means that they're not going to live in the past and they're going to move forward into the present. So does that mean that the past does not exist? What do you think about when I say the past doesn't exist? Um, I, I agree. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky, uh, statement, uh, because I mean, even though, which is facts, it doesn't exist. It existed, but that doesn't mean you can't recollect and learn from that year or things that happened that year. Like you can, um, you might have you might have went through something that year, and though you don't want to go back to it, perfect example relationships. You know, a lot of people have this thing where they say, "Oh, you don't go backwards. You never go backwards." So it's like, if <laughs> you had a relationship with someone, and that relationship had ended. So the next year you guys meet up or see each other and someone re someone is feeling something, does that mean you're going backwards if you hook up with them? I don't think so. So I, the reason I don't think that it's going backwards is because it's not the same moment in time. And if we say that the past does not exist, meaning... <clears throat> The past already happened. So the only thing that's happening is what's happening now. So when you meet that person, it's this person that you know because you knew them then. They may have changed. They may not have changed. But nonetheless, it's a person that you know. So you would be starting a new relationship with some things that you already are holding on to some prior knowledge. Now, I wouldn't say the prior knowledge is the past. I'd say the prior knowledge is prior knowledge. So if you so choose to have a relationship with that person, that would be a new relationship. And so I wouldn't say I was going back. I'd say, oh, I'm in a new relationship with a guy that I used to know or a guy I've dated before. Because when you get stuck on saying I'm going back or it's in the past, you have a tendency to think to the past, to things that have already happened, all of the unfortunate things that have happened, and you carry them forward with you. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So does that mean that it never existed or it doesn't exist? No, your relationship did exist. Well, you know what? That's funny. That's tricky. So <laughs> that's tricky. So your relationship did exist, but this is the deal. Your past is a place of reference. It's not a place of residence. So people like to live in the past. So knowing that something happened, it happened. It's gone. It's nothing you can do to change it. You can't change the relationship you have with somebody. You can't change a death. You can't change a bad decision. That happened. The only thing you can do is live with your consequences. So, is it safe to say 
when you're living in a past that you have this mindset that is backwards and because of that you feel like you're not moving forward yep or or so therefore they always they're they're constantly living in the past yeah they're constantly living somewhere that doesn't exist so you really are not giving that person a, a good opportunity to prove themselves to you again Because no matter what they do, you're going to always remember how they treated you before. But it's a new year, uh, a new day and time. It is. A new age. So how can they say themselves they're moving forward when they're living in the past? I don't know how they can say that they're moving forward. And they're living in the past. I don't know. But what I can tell you is this. I do not date somebody that I've already dated. I can't say that I'm not going back to the past. It's just like when I meet two different people. Let's say I met the guy that I knew from eighth grade or a guy that I just broke up with. And a new person. I don't choose to have a relationship with a new person. I don't choose to have a relationship with the guy that I already know. I know that there's an Alcoholics Anonymous quote. And <laughs> I know I'm not an alcoholic, but I do know some alcoholics. And they're like, we do not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So it's basically like the serenity prayer. Okay. And in life, I mean, I don't want to just talk about relationships. I just want to talk about if anything unfortunate happens to you, we have a tendency to live in the past. And it's like the, oh, the woe is me syndrome. I can't get any better. My life is just trash. And you keep reliving it. Or things hit you and you're going in a downward spiral. And you have to realize things sometimes just happen. And you can't control it. No, you can't. So, like, when that's happening, how do you not look back? <laughs> and move to move forward. How do you do it? Or do you get stuck oh, in the past? Oh, I I don't say I get stuck in the past, but I do a lot of looking back. Why? And um I I guess it's because it helps me you know how you people tell you or maybe your mom or your dad or some anyone, maybe someone told you when you was growing up that um once you get twenty one, twenty five, thirty, thirty five, you know, however young you are, um, when you get to those ages and something was going wrong and they would tell you like, I understand you feel this way or you feel that way or whatever way it is that you feel, but 
You are who you are today because of your past. It made you who you are. So, you know, sometimes it's okay, quote, <laughs> to go backwards. No, I don't think it's ever okay to go backwards. I disagree. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery and today is a gift. That's why they call it a present. Or that's why it's called present. That's a quote. I don't remember who said it. But mm -hmm. if life can only be understood backwards, you don't live backwards. It must be lived going forward. You have to realize that our mistrust of the future makes it hard to give up the past. But we still got to give it up. If you're living in the past, yes. Okay, so we're talking history. All right. And sometimes history does repeat itself. We talk, we learned that as kids and when we were going to school. But to dwell in it, you learn the lesson and you keep it pushing. For example, I'm a little kid. My mom says, don't touch the stove. Okay. I touched the stove. It burns the crap out of me. Ow! Ooh. Learned lesson. Don't touch the don't touch the stove. I know. Never touch a hot stove. Got it. Lesson learned. Every time I look at the stove, I don't think about, oh man, that time I burnt myself as a kid. Oh, that was the worst day of my life. Cause I put my hand on it. I'm not reliving that moment. I learned a lesson. Oh, don't do that. Keep it moving. Why is it that when something tragic happens in our life, we dwell on it like, oh, that was the time I touched the eye. My skin melted off my fingers. I no longer have fingers anymore. I should have listened to my mom. She told me not to do that. Really? We waste invaluable time. We are not living in the present. What are we doing with that? You learned a lesson. Why can't we keep it moving? Uh, because you entered or revisited that situation, living in the past. So it's not. It's not really so living in that it, because it could have happened at that present time again, like unconsciously, and it just occurred. So like it helped you. It's 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 a difference between living in the past. And saying that it didn't, it, it doesn't exist. That's what I'm getting at. How so, so? Living in the living in the past is is more so like you said, dwelling. It doesn't exist, meaning you blanked your mind from it, so you can never go back to that to understand or know when the if that situation occurs in the present, what to and what not to do. When I say it doesn't exist, it means that you're not living there anymore. You can't live somewhere that's not happening right now. You can step back and examine your life. Exactly. You can examine it, but people have a tendency when they examine and put it under a microscope, their whole being goes like time travels back and they're dwelling on the unfortunate things that happen. I mean, that's a that's huge with depression. That's and that's what I was going to get at. So that's only if because there's a difference between living in it and visiting it. When you look back at it, you're looking back at the situation, not the feeling. 
So when people when people dwell or live in it, they're looking back at the feeling. They're not looking back at the situation because that's what you learned from. You learned from the situation. You didn't learn from the feeling. Now those that look back at it and 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 look and and looked into the feeling of it is it was the beginning of their depression that occurred years later. And it actually might occur at that moment. I think you can stop focusing on your past. First of all, you have to stop, step back and look at your life. Period. The end of story. You explore and process your feelings about the past. You have to explore your feelings about it. But unfortunately, if you can't control your emotions, you might need to seek help like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, social worker, something. Somebody, a counselor, somebody you can talk to. Talk you out of it mm -hmm. if something's going on. I think you should surrender to your past events and accept how it affected your life. I think you should be able to focus on what you can change. I think you should be able to take chances and you should focus on your present. So I'm going to use my life as an example. So I broke my neck. My life was over. I wanted to be a lifer. I wanted to live in the military for 20 years. I wanted to be a physical Therapist, I wanted to help people. I wanted to be an officer after I became a drill sergeant. All right, I had an accident 20 years ago. Bam. Instantly, life-changing. Instantly, I wanted that life back. Instantly, I realized I'm going to try real hard to get my life back. Because I'm living in the past. That's who I used to be. That's who I want to be. That's the person that I... Used to be running on two legs, walking on two legs, <clears throat> able to punch somebody in the face and knock them out. That's what I want to do. Okay? And when I say punch somebody in the face and knock them out, that means I'm physically strong. I'm able to hold my own. I go from that to half my body not working. And even though the right side is the weaker side, the left side is now weak. I know and acknowledge that my left side is not the same as it was before. I spent many years stepping back, examining my life, but I didn't, I didn't experience, I didn't explore and process my feelings about it. I knew I wanted to be that. So I laid around, I was depressed. I didn't do anything. Instead of thinking about the past or looking at the past, I just shut it out. Totally shut it out because I'm good at that. I, unfortunately, can cut things off. Probably is not healthy. But that's how I heal and move forward. Or I take that back. That's not how I heal. That's how I move forward. I just close it off. Shut it down. My focus was then my kid. Everything that I put my energy into was my child. I didn't start healing until 2017. Yeah. Okay, I didn't start healing from my accident until 2017, basically. When you brought it to my attention, you were like, hey, you ain't healed yet. Like, you still hiding your hand. And I had this, that's when I began the examining process. Although I had thought I was moving forward, I thought I was doing what I needed to do because I had stopped everything, I had started running. 
I'd started doing things that I needed to do for me, but yet I wasn't, I was running away. And, and that's, and that's what I was, and that's what I was saying. Like you were, what you were doing was, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it backwards or not, but what you were doing was you were going, you were revisiting the feeling, you know, the accident happened and you no longer use this hand. So you was all that, that feeling, that emotion that you get from that. No, that's what you carry. That's no. what you carry. That's why you kept hiding it. No, that's not what I carried. So what I carried, the reason I hid it is because people want to be normal. So they want to be like, when you are different, what is normal? No, <laughs> when you're different, <laughs> When you're different, people normal. stare at you. And so you get like this paparazzi. And you like got people staring at your hand or staring at your foot or trying to figure out what's going on. Because people would approach me like, oh, you got a bad knee? And I'm like, no, I don't have a bad knee. And then they would just pause. Like, I'm supposed to explain to them what's going on. I'm like, I'm trying to function through life being me. I'm like, I, I want to be unseen. And I went from the point of, Oh, I want to be unseen because you noticed in my pictures, you're like, you never show your right side. You like always step forward with your left side because that's the side that looks normal. And you would step back and hide the other and put your hand on your hip. And I was like, I never noticed I did that because I want to be able-bodied. Not necessarily who I used to be, but I don't want to be different. It's like when you have a zit on your face. You don't want to go on a date. You got to put cover up on it or whatever. That's what it was like. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't want them to see. I got acne. You know, just whatever it is. That's why people wear makeup because they're not comfortable in their own skin. That's why they have fake eyelashes that go down to their toes. They're not happy with the fact that they have short eyelashes. That's why people wear fake hair. They want to oh, be... So how about let's leave not being comfortable in your own skin in 2019 and in 2020, we be comfortable in our own skin. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> However, you need to be comfortable in your own skin and not living in the past. You need to realize those six things that move you from living in the past and moving towards the future. How about that? Stop back, examine your life, explore the process, your feelings about the past, surrender to past events and accept the effects on your life, focus on what you can change, take chances, and focus on the present. My friend, one of my friends told me something about if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, that you're pissing on your present and the present is a gift. Don't piss on your gift. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's kind of wow. But they're like, you're straddling. And I just thought that was yeah. pretty cool. No, yeah. that is. You have a tendency to look at people. You're a good people reader. I, I observe a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're really good at that. <laughs>
However, it's great that you can observe and see things in other people. It's funny how that works because you can always observe and see things in other people that you can't see in yourself. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that I don't see it in myself. I would say that I turn my head on myself. Oh, so that it just don't exist. You just let it slide by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a habit from feeling ignored. Feeling ignored. Yeah, growing up, growing up. Um, ah, okay, so <laughs> I lost my mom when I was uh four years old. Um, my dad. He might as well have left, too. Um, so it was just me and my two sisters, and they split us up. Um, not all three of us, so, you know, it was me and the middle child, and the oldest went to my mother's family. Um, in a house, it's 14 of us. Everybody has a mother, except for who? Me. Yeah. So they get the, they was getting the proper nurturing uh, and attention while I created attention with (laughs) bad behavior. (laughs) Um, Not a good thing, but I mean, we find ways to deal with whatever we have to deal with. And since I felt as though I wasn't getting any good attention or wasn't receiving any good attention, I figured, let me make some attention. Um, it didn't, I didn't start off bad. It started off trying to receive good attention. <laughs> uh, but... We're kids, we're curious, we're wondrous, and we pick up things, we're sponges. And so I was seeing a lot of things that directed me in the wrong steps or took me down the wrong journey, but I did it because I was feeling ignored. It was like everybody has time for somebody, but not me. You know, so things started um, being, um, I guess, empty to me. So it was like, how do you, how do you believe in you? Or how do you know who you are when... No one else knows or want to know or they're not even telling you or giving you the attention for you to understand that and know that. And because I was trying to figure out ways, I created a way to ignore me and observe and learn others.
it worked for me. You know, it kind of it kind of let me know who to deal with, who not to deal with, how to talk to different people. Uh, what I mean different is um, I'm talking about um, business professional wise. Um, you mean like authority. code switching? So you can talk with the homies on the street corner, but you can speak to a businessman. I I can yeah exactly mm-hmm. and, and like being a chameleon, I get it. Yeah yeah yeah. Code switching that's what it's called. <laughs> Sorry that that's my life that that's who I am. Yeah. But the sad well, unfortunate thing is, so basically you do what I do. You shut you off and picked up something else. That's how you turned your blind eye to yourself. So. I, I don't want to say I shut off because I know, like, I might don't always. No, oh, I know. Um, when I shut off, I know. Agree. I, I might don't always agree with, with anyone else that can see who I am. But it's more so that I'm not agreeing. I'm just, I'm modest. <laughs> I'm, I'm modest. And so I ignore I ignore it because it's like, why now? Why not when I needed it? I know I didn't know them then. <clears throat> and they definitely didn't know me then. But it's like, I, I'm i in a place where I don't need it anymore. That's really unfortunate that um, that happened. But is that something that you dwell on? Or is that something that nah. you learn from? So, nah, for me, I, I learn from it. I learn from it. I, I think, I think that, um, now I think that I do. I'm, and I, I hate to say this, I do, I do dwell on my emptiness. Why? Um. Because I can't, I can't never fulfill it. I can never fulfill it. I is and trust me, I I want to for I I for a long time of my life. Uh, I wanted my mom, and it was crazy that I knew I couldn't get my mom like. I notice, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that she's gone. That's not coming back. But I still wanted that because that was like everything that I seen that was around me. Everybody had a mother. Like even if their mother was a crack kid, alcoholic, <laughs> like had mental issues, whatever, they had their mother. Period. I didn't have that. And I was like, who do I have? God. I know, but you couldn't so, see that as a little kid. I, I totally understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but th- th- now, th- here's the strange part about that. That what carried on for a long time. So... Um, 
maybe 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, about 10, 15 years ago. I finally accepted I can never have that fulfillment. But at certain times in my life, I still catch that time where I don't know how long it's going to last or not, where I, uh, I just, I just shut off and be alone, period. Yeah, I don't understand that. So, in my mind, I think you're like grieving and in some ways living it past, searching for something that you know that you cannot have. And then you go back and be, you're thinking, oh, my life would be different had she been present or had different no, things. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. So that's why when I talk about being in the past and how unhealthy it is living in the past, if it's okay to acknowledge that it happened. I mean, you lived a very long time. You lived over 40 years, almost over 40 years without your mom. And I understand that it hurts. I, I get that. A loss of a parent, especially a mom, I hear is really bad. I've never lost a mom. I lost my dad. My dad was my very best friend. Lost my dad in a time in my life where I really, really felt that I needed him because I was no longer whole. I felt that I would heal better had my dad been around. I broke my neck in 99, in December 99, my father died the day after his birthday. The day after his birthday in 2000. So I went through the hardest time of my life without my father. I ended up applying for a divorce. So I was going through a divorce. I was disabled. I was getting medically retired from the army. I didn't have a place to live. My money wasn't right. I needed that counsel. I needed him. I needed my dad. Yeah, I, but I, 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 go ahead. And that's understandable. That's that, that's understandable. I mean, that's for everyone. I and I feel I like think, that's how it was for you like, as a child. And, and and that's what I was um finna explain. Like I just think that like I'm not I'm I'm not saying there's a difference because there's not a difference. Losing a parent, there's no matter what age you are, that hurts. That can, that can that can be depressing, but what I'm saying is that when you do it, when it happens young, man, it's that, emotionally scarring. Yes, and part that of that is, is this. It's really hard, and it's really hard to fight. It is, that. and you know what's really sad. So, in all of my research and studying cognitive psychology and cognitive rehabilitation for speech therapy. The first thing you learn, and even in anatomy and physiology, is that as a child, your frontal lobe is not developed, especially in men, until like the age of 21. And for all kids, it does develop later in life. So we are more likely to internalize 
negativity and keep it with us for our life. Like that helps us to develop like psychosis because you cannot process out that negativity that was entrenched in you. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I only have a bachelor's degree in psychology. My master's degree is in something else. So I am not, the, <laughs> yeah, I am not a subject matter expert. I just happen to know that. And that's why I always like to defer people to help, to talk to someone that does understand. But in that, I know a lot of people don't like to go and seek help and talk to people, period. And that's where I rely on faith. I rely on faith. And sometimes my faith wavers. Sometimes my faith wavers. And I try not to be so because I'm telling you, it hurt so bad that my dad was gone. And how did I not live in the past? That was hard. But I knew that being human, I know my dad. At your young age, you may not know your mom. You can only hope that you knew enough about your mom for you to know that your mom would not want anything bad to happen. Moms, dads that love their kids want nothing ill to happen to them. They don't want them to hurt. They don't want them to live their lives, living in the past, thinking about how it used to be. I mean... In my mind, it hurts. It would hurt me more to do what I see people do on Facebook. Happy birthday. You would be 105 today, mom, had you lived. You know, I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Oh, that's a, hey, I'm with you. That's a whole other topic, though. I am with you on that. I don't understand. Oh, that's just a whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm I'm saying with that is, to me, you're dwelling in a past life and how do you move forward if you're still celebrating them like they're still living? Like I don't understand because for me, that would send me down negative road. I would be depressed all day, every day because I'm like, Oh, this is the food you used to eat. Dad, I'm eating your favorite food today. I mean, I'm just saying (laughs) that that hurts me. That to me is living in the past. Like what you're doing that one time a year where, and it's typically around her birthday that you go dark and you need to be isolated. To me, I'm like, if you could just spend a year, I'm not saying forget it's your mom's birthday, but. Am I living in the past or am I revisiting the past? See, that's what, that's what I was trying to get at. Am I living in the past or am I revisiting? Because living in the past would mean this is a daily situation. But it's an annual thing. You're doing this annually. So, I, so so am I not revisiting? I guess you could revisit as often as you want. But typically when people revisit as often as you do, That's it becomes, a year. it's a life. Once a year. Once a year. <laughs> I got you. So honestly, you cannot condemn someone for revisiting their mom's birthday annually. Now let me say this. Let me say this. You wouldn't even know if I didn't have dealings with you. It's funny, though, when you look back at your year, 
and you look at back at your life, you're like, oh, this didn't happen. I wanted this to happen, but this didn't happen. Do you look back at your past or do you look at your accomplishments? When you look back at your life, do you look at your disappointments or do you look back at your accomplishments? Depends on depends on the reason I'm looking back. Okay. Elaborate. So if I look back, I'm looking back because something happened and I need to fix it. Or um, change it or let it go. So let's say I look back at something that happened to me and it's something that I need to let go of. Um, I look back at other situations that occurred and maybe I, maybe I didn't let it go and I should have. So I look at back at that situation and see what it cost me. Okay. And so in another case, I look back at a situation where I accomplished something from, from what happened. And I'm in a situation where I can accomplish something now. And I might not understand or fully know how to, so I revisit something similar that occurred in my lifetime. Okay. So to say that I look back my disappointments, so to say I look back at my disappointments or my uh, accomplishments, I can't answer that. It, it, it all depends on that situation at that moment. All right. I did a year in review. I like to look at like runners. We look back and see where we've run across the world, what we've accomplished in life. And I was thinking that if we did that, people that weren't runners, instead of looking back at what we did not accomplish and we looked at what we did accomplish or the wonderful things that happened in our lives, I think we would be in a better state of mind. Possible. I don't look back. And what's going on. And like I said, if it, if it helps you, whether it be in a moving forward situation or in a, a letting go situation. Yeah, so I'm not like that. So, like, I don't look to the past and I don't look in the past to make a decision for anything that I do in the future. I don't. I don't I don't look at the past. I look at the lesson that I learned. I don't look at the past. I'm like... But if you're looking at the lesson that's learned, you're looking in the past. No, I'm looking at the lesson that's that learned. Lesson, it's two that different things. In the past. No. I'm like, that's two different things. If you're looking at the lesson, I'm not looking at how I learned that lesson. When you're in the past, you're looking at how you learned that lesson and the situation that happened. I'm looking at, I burned my finger when I touched the hot eye. I'm not looking at, my mama told me not to do it. I was wearing a pink dress. I was wronged earlier that day. I got a spanking, I, whatever. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at, don't touch that. I know exactly. I don't feel comfortable doing this. What? This is not healthy. I don't look at... But, 
but but that that was a lesson learned, right? I looked at the lesson, not the situation right, behind the lesson. That, but that's what I'm asking. That was a lesson learned, right? Yeah. A lesson that was learned when? I don't know when it was learned. I don't think about when it's learned. I just know when you touch it, it burns. Then, then, then how do you know you learned that? Because I remember, don't touch the hot iron. I remember that. I remember that I'm in a relationship with someone that let me down and disappointed me. I don't remember how you disappointed me, but I know that you disappointed me. So I'm not going to be in a relationship with you anymore. I'm in a relationship with a guy that beat me. I know that he beat me. I don't know why he beat me, but I know that I got beat up and I know that I'm not going to do that again. I know he had a gleam in his eye. So anytime I see somebody with a gleam in their eye, I'm not going to deal with that. Uh, very possible. Uh, it, like I said, I, I think it just depends on where you're, where you're at, where you're trying to go. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's, that's my point. But that's not living in the past. That's not revisiting it. I, I didn't, I, you had to revisit that. You just said you had remembered that happened, so you're not going to do it again. Revisiting and reliving are two different things. Reliving is, is dwelling in the past. Revisiting is a reminder of what or what not to deal with or do. Do you revisit your past for no. your disappointments or for your accomplishments? Um, oh, for the accomplishments, not so much for the disappointments. Because if you don't, you didn't learn from that shit when it was happening, then looking at it now when you're a totally different person doesn't help you. That's fine. The reason I ask that is because he says he looks in his past to help him to make a decision. And I'm like, I don't look in the past. I look at the lessons that I learned. And he's like, well, if you're looking at the lesson that you learned, you're looking at the past. I'm like, what? No, I'm not. I'm looking at the lesson. I mean, you can look at the lessons, but if you're looking at, I guess I look at it like this. If I'm revisiting my past to understand where I went wrong, I'm different now from those choices I made then. I'm a different person. My mindset is different. So revisiting where I went wrong back then doesn't help me now because now I've moved past that. So I guess, yeah, in a sense, you're looking at your lesson, but if you're trying to learn from your past, if you're if you haven't progressed to be a better person then reviewing your path to see where you've gone wrong it does i don't think it helps you because you're not growing exactly i agree okay thank you so much so lashawn let me ask you about past relationships so i think each individual person is different um i don't recycle men and so, therefore, I don't recycle relationships because, like you, if it wasn't good in the first place, what makes me think it's going to be better now? However, in thinking of what I just said about living in the past and learning from your past mistakes, people do grow. They don't change, but they grow. So right. if, you're, if you, as in the audience, is looking to recycle or revisit or maybe initiate a relationship with someone that they've seen and known in their past, that's for them. And it may be a good thing for them because they may be two different people. So 
it may be kind of like dating somebody new. But for me, it's like putting a wig on on a scarecrow. It's the same scarecrow, but just with a wig. <laughs> Not going to do it. I like that. I'm sorry I snorted. <laughs> a wig on the scarecrow. When you experience trauma in your life, it's really easy to go back, relive the past, to wallow in it, and think of the different ways that you could have done things differently. The unfortunate thing is you cannot undo the past. You can't drive forward looking in your rearview mirror. And what I had to do in order to move forward with my life was to accept that the past was behind me. No many times how I had to revisit it, analyze it, regret it, sweat it. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And so I chose to move forward. How you choose to move forward and to heal is up to you. Change can only occur when you want it to occur. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, the podcast will be shot on location in Disney World. I am attempting to do the Dopey Challenge. And for those of you that don't know what the Dopey Challenge is, it is completing a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a marathon consecutively. And then I'm going to hop onto the cruise ship and I'm going to do another 5K for the Castaway Key Challenge. Look forward to seeing you next week.